So here we go, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Kings of Anglia Fan Social, the show where the KY Army share their thoughts on all things town. Hope everyone's had a good week. And uh, well, it's been an exciting week because town have made two January transfers. Very sexy stuff indeed. Nathan Broadhead and George Hurst signing for the Blues. This week, I'm joined by Mark Beck and a Dayton all the way from Australia in Ben Southgate to discuss all things town. Let's go over to good old Mark Beck, first of all. My friend, always a pleasure. We're in the same time zone. Benny's just in a whole different mm-hmm. time zone. But yeah, how's things? Yeah, good, mate. Uh, yeah, I haven't, I haven't spoken to you for a little while. You've been, I've not been avoiding you after games. I think um, yeah, it's just one of those times of year, just getting after Christmas. I've not been on game day for a little while. And the two away games I've missed, I think Mike's been two and we haven't won either of them. So there you go. That's that's kind of how it's been going this year. So yeah, I don't know what that's about Mike coming to away games, but we haven't won since he's been this season. So um, yeah, no, I'm glad to be back on Fan Social. Um, freshly clean out of the shower. I've got a clean mind and yeah, I've had thinking time in the shower to compose myself and talk about, yeah, like you said, the sexy stuff and what's going to be hopefully a a big week on the pitch as well. Yeah, I didn't mention it in the intro. Big game. Big game this weekend, of course. One. That's one already. I said twice there. I'm doing a counter, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. Even on videos, everything, how many times I say big game. It's like last year, dead rubbers or season's dead. But um, yeah, big game this weekend. Make that free. Uh, Well, we're joined by Deberton all the way from Australia. It's early hours in the morning for good old Ben. Ben, it's a pleasure to have you on. Uh, Introduce yourself to the the masses, the Cowboy Army, and your background as a town fan. And welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you, Ross. Hi, Mark. It's great to be on. Thank, thank you for having me on. Um, it's not too early here. It's quarter to seven now, so I'm not this That's time anyway me, for, for me, work mate. and school. Yeah, yeah. Well, back back in the day when I used to be able to sleep in, it was not too early. But yeah, I'm. Um, yeah, my background. I was like I said, you early. born in Swindon, but raised in Ipswich until we came. We came emigrated to Australia when I was twelve. So, but been a town fan ever since. I think I went to my first game when I was about five or six, which was. 1990, I think. Um, my first season, I properly remember, hence the shirt, was 1991-92, the year we got promoted from the old second division to the Premier League, the newly formed Premier League. Um, yeah, and hooked ever since, I guess. You know, you have your team for life. And, you know, um, obviously living over here for a few years, couldn't see many games. Um, you know, technology and I follow, and that means you can watch every game now, which is great. But, yeah, fan for life even though obviously the last 10 however many years has been not very good until game changer and kieran mckenna came in which is very exciting but yeah that's the the background story i guess not the most exciting but yeah from ipswich was a mascot back in the day as well that was great against plymouth of all teams mm. so it's oh, a good, good game to be on we won that one so hopefully that's a good omen for for um tomorrow night our time um yeah that's pretty much it yeah Tom, man, bring it on. Well, Mark, we are worldwide, baby. We're worldwide. We've got a man <laughs> from Australia. It's, it's, it's fantastic. I like it. Uh, Mark is froze for a second. I'm a bit concerned. I think Mark may be gone. So oh, it's going to be just a one-man show with, he's with gone, me. He's gone and back ben. in the shower. <laughs> he's, got, he's gone back in the shower. He's, yeah. got, he's, got, he's got too too sweaty after that intro. Yeah. No, I think he's back. <laughs> like like he's Mark, back. I also had him. a shower, but that was to wake up because it's very early yes. here. So I needed to, needed to wake up. Yeah. Definitely, man. Definitely. Well, um, here he, oh, is he, is he here? He's back. Technology. Technology. Hang on. There Come we go. On. Hang on. Right. Sorry. I opened it's you fine. twice, but I had like an echo. Yeah. I think, yeah, I don't know what happened there. I just got all flustered. Oh, now I've gone down under. Ben's gone oh, up. There we go. down under. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you're watching your video, Ben and Mark have switched positions. Um, I'm, I'm going to keep it as it is. I'm going to keep it as it is right now. It's um, more, more, more inf- stuff I have to do, admin stuff. Um, but boys. We've, got, we've had an exciting week because we've been able to enjoy two transfers. Nathan Broadhead, permanent deal, on lo- um, joining from Everton, of course, is on loan at Wigan at the start of this season, was on loan last season for Sunderland, scored against us at Portland Road, won promotion with Sunderland, and also George Hurst, who signed on loan for the rest of the season um, from Leicester, was on loan at Blackburn at the start of this season. Um, Mark, thoughts on the, the two new signings? Um pretty chuffed mate to be honest um i thought our 
targets were quite lofty. Uh, I didn't really expect either to get done. I would have been happy with just the one. Either of them would have been a massive upgrade on what we've got and in, in positions that we do desperately need a little bit of extra help in. But to get both over the line, as well as Luongo uh, as well, who's joined on a short deal, I think we can't really ask for much more, but I'm sure people will be asking for a little bit more. But yeah, I think, like as I just, just said, we've been really lacking that other striker option. I think as much as it's competition for him, I think my main man, Big Fred, Freddie Ladapo, will be grateful to have someone else to to help him out, really, with his shoulder. He's got broad shoulders, but it's quite a big burden. And I think there's been games where we've needed something a little bit different to, to Freddie. And we haven't always had that option, whether that's Caden Jackson. We know what he can be like as a number nine. It doesn't always work. can be a useful player, as we've seen. Um, but, yeah, I think, and obviously, Ahadmi has not worked out. Um, do I think it will ever work out? I don't think so but that's just my opinion um but yeah um George Hare someone we've been pursuing for a while um gives us that physical element I think as much as Freddie's quite I call him big Fred he doesn't always use his size to his best advantage but it's good to have someone there who clearly knows how to win the ball in the air will be able to hold it up as well a good technical player seems like a good finisher at least at the back end of last season with Pompey so yeah I think they'll work well together at times they'll probably be where we do need a goal, getting Hurst and Freddie on together, I think that'll be quite a dangerous pair, really. You've got two big blokes to deal with in the box. They can't probably mark both of them at the same time. So one will pop up free. And then Broadhead, I thought I thought he was a dead cert to go to Sunderland. I thought the way he performed for them last season at this level, he was far and away above a League One player. But um, no, we've, we've been quite fortunate and I think a little bit cash strapped um they've seen an opportunity there and we've presented them with a lucrative deal um which will hopefully bear fruit not only in the short term but should be a good long-term investment as well and yeah you know it's basically like having another Connor Chaplin really if he can do even half as well as Connor Chaplin has this season then you know we've got a really good dangerous amount of forward options and yeah um whether that is it for business, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I guess we'll get Ben's thoughts on those two and then we'll see if we think we need to do any more. Indeed. Uh, ben, let's bring you in there, my friend. Uh, two very exciting signings, very ambitious signings. Um, you know, we spent a good little bit of money on Broadhead. I've seen his highlights and some of his goals have been unbelievable. Of course, in those highlights, I don't show the bad bits of his game. I'm sure he's got a few things he still needs to work on. But your thoughts on the two signings, very exciting. Yeah, I didn't really. I'd heard of Nathan Broadhead and obviously he scored against us last year, but I didn't know much about him. So I, doing a little bit of research, watched his highlights on Twitter. He scored some cracking goals, some absolute blinders, um, some good ones from outside the box too, which I think we need a bit more of. So that would be good. Um, he looks like a versatile player too. Not sure where he'll play if he'll play in one of the number 10s or on a wide left position, because I don't think we've got obviously Hurst now and Ladapo. I don't think he'll play as a number nine that often. But uh, he looks like a really, really good player. And George Hurst, obviously, we've been after for a long time now. So he'll add a lot of competition up front. Um, I, get, I, I suppose he'll be the main number nine now. Um, although I think Ladapo probably start tomorrow. Um, but he's, he's very tall, quick, good player. It, it, it sounds like he plays the way McKenna wants to play. But also if we're you know down late in the game and he's a big, tall man. So if we want to lump it up front, put two up front with Cameron Burgess, for example. Um, you know, we can lump it up front late in the game. So, yeah, it's definitely great to have that competition and very good player for this level. You know, you probably both of them should probably be at a higher level, but it's it's great we've got them both, I think. Yeah, definitely. And I want to quickly ask you on Massimo Luongo, of course, um, an Aussie. Mm -hmm. um, what was your reaction when you saw he re resigned? Yeah, good, good player. I mean, I haven't really noticed much of him in the last few years. He's kind of fallen off. He hasn't played for the Socceroos for about three years as well. So, obviously, I know I know of him. But he's a very good, solid player, I think, for this level. Obviously, he won't come in and play many games. Looks like he's a backup to probably Evans, I'd say. Um, but you're very handy at this player. Nothing flashy, I think, but he'll do the job well. He'll sit back, break up play. Um, he'll be more than handy at this level. And if we do go up, he'll be a great addition as well, long-term. So very, very good signing. I don't think there's any 
it's not a risky signing. It's a, if it works, great. I, I know he's got obviously a lot of injuries lately. He didn't play much at Borough, but I, I don't see it as being a risk. If it doesn't work, haven't lost much. But I think if he stays fit, um, he'll be a very good player for us. I think so. I think a solid signing market. Yeah. Let, let's expand then on any other business because will town make the other business. What do you reckon? There's other names being thrown out there, linked. Morgan Whitaker, maybe. Um, but what's your thoughts, Mark, on that poll? And also, Massimo, is, of course, is the three signings in the door. Will we have any more? Would you want any more? Um, I think it's if an opportunity arises, really. I think definitely would be wise for us to deregister Ball and Kamara. I think Kamara's been really unlucky. And I've, I've, you know, a player I was really excited when we signed him. I thought he was excellent for Plymouth last year. Um, but obviously, there's a there's a deep rooted injury issue there that needs sorting out. So it'd probably be wise to give him that time to get fit and be ready for next season, depending on what league we're in. I think he'd make the jump up to the championship from what I saw last season of him. I think that's what he was probably hoping for when he when he you know tried to get a move from Plymouth. I think that's what he was hoping for. Um, so that would leave us with one space, and I think we've got to think about next season as well. So there's going to be a few players like Richard Keogh and Sonny Aluko who you think are either going to play an even reduced role than they are now or may not even be a part of the team. Um, and I've also got to think about players that may not, you know, we obviously expect and we bloody well hope will be a championship team next season. Is there players in the squad and positions where you think we may need to upgrade for next season? So I think. There's a lot of talk about... I don't think we're too bad defensively. I think there's a lot of talk that, you know, we've suddenly become really leaky at the back. I think it still takes a lot for a team to score against us. It's been quite unfortunate. Or other teams have been, you know, shown some moments of excellence to actually score against us. And it just reflects badly when we don't necessarily get the ball in the back and there at the other end. But um, I think an upgrade at right back wouldn't necessarily be a bad move. Um, I think... I've, I'm one who's eaten the biggest humble pie about Genoa Donassi, and I think he's proven me wrong time and time again. But I have doubts whether he would make the jump to championship again. Um, Kane Vincent Young, another one of my previous, you know, boys, as you would say, who I've been a big fan of. I think it's a mutual interest that maybe he could move on because I think he deserves to play week in, week out at League One. And because Donassian has been so solid and brilliant for us, you know, I think that's probably an avenue. If you can get someone who's of the same calibre as Leif Davis on the right, I think then you're laughing and it sets us up really well for next season. Um, obviously, all of this doesn't have to be addressed in January. There'll be opportunities to do this in the summer as well, once we know which division we are going to be in. But um, no, if I was to get anyone, um, and that would include... Vincent Young moving on for our benefit and his own, it would, would probably be an upgrade at right back. And then we could have what we have on the left side with Davis and Lee. You could have JD as your more defensive backup who can come on for sure games up and then a more expansive and well-rounded sort of attacking right back on the other side. But yeah, um, I wouldn't envy any player coming into this team because it's going to be very competitive for places. But yeah, I think... That would probably be where I would look to strengthen, personally. I like that. I like that. Um, ben, bring you in now. Um, it's just good that we've been able to get the deals done early doors because, yeah, you don't want to wait until the end of the January transfer window and you're panicking, buying. And, you know, it's the 12th of January as of this recording and we've signed three really good players, other players being linked. What's your thoughts on more signings slash players maybe leaving out on loan or even a permanent deal? You never know. It's strange making signings early. I'm not used to this. It's exciting. Um, I'm pretty much the same as Mark. The only position I can think of is is a right-back slash maybe another centre-back, probably a, a right-sided centre-back slash right-back that can do both. So I know Kieran McKenna likes players that can do multiple positions. It's the only position I think. I'm, I'm just not sure if if the back end of the season, if we do get an injury to, to a, one of the centre-backs, if Richie Keogh, can play week in, week out every game. I mean, hopefully, obviously, you've got Edmondson who's doing great. Um, but Keo, I'm not sure he's 
it's hard for him because he's obviously at the age where if he doesn't play for a while, he can't get his match fitness up. Um, so, yeah, that would probably be the only position I'd look to strengthen. For next season, obviously, yeah, having an upgrade. If you've got someone like Davis on the right, it's it's it would be incredible. And I'm sure there's lots of players out there and Ashton and his data board would be looking at that. Um, yeah, that's probably the only position. I don't think we need another central midfielder. I know there's talk of Taylor. Um, I, I think that would be too many players in there and that would be a little bit unfair on Cameron Humphreys as well. It'd be a bit of a hard sell to someone as well. So I'm not, I'm not sure if we need anyone else. Plenty of forwards. Um, the only other position is if Halagki leaves, I guess, and get a backup goalkeeper, but there's no talk of him leaving. So I don't think... I think we're pretty much stuck one more defender maybe, but they did say in their, in their post signing so far so they're obviously looking at players um who that will be will be very interesting to see yeah definitely definitely i think we're well stocked in many positions and i think forward areas was always gonna be the position we wanted to strengthen in broadhead hurst really good signings and massimo's there as a backup to lee evans as you said ben and with dom ball's injury we always needed that extra person although i want to see cameron humphrey still have a you know a part of the plan i'm sure he will be um, but yeah, there we go. Transfer window. It, it's been sexy stuff already early doors. Hopefully more this month. Hopefully we'll be talking more about it. Um, well, let's segue now onto um, the atmosphere at Port and Road because Blue Action um, had the centre of the uh, North Stand um, for the Rotherham game. And Mark, you know, you're in that stand. You weren't on, you weren't there on Saturday, unfortunately, but they put a survey out about maybe maybe moving centrally and the atmosphere as a whole. What's your thoughts on that? And sort of explain a bit more for some listeners who don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, if you haven't been in the North Stand, it is. I think Blue Action have done a really amazing job since they, you know, they were formed at, at you know, generating some sort of atmosphere in the North Stand, um, and particularly their displays. Um, I've been fortunate to have a little bit of a hand in helping them out and laying them out on a match day, um, and you know, it is a pleasure to be a part of because it's something that people enjoy seeing. But they've, as good as they've been, they've really struggled to, you know, spread their their voice as you would across the stand. Um, and that's not down to any, you know, lack of effort. They've tried immensely. And I think if you don't know where they are at the minute, they're currently at the front of section six, um, just inside. They used to be right in the corner, um, but now they're, they're they're towards the front of the pitch. Um, I think the way the acoustics are in that stand, it does struggle. So them being centrally, and from what I've seen on Twitter, there's a very positive response to their move um, and the difference it made to the atmosphere, it almost spreading to other stands as well, which is something that, again, struggles to happen. Um, so I think a move centrally would be really beneficial. And I think the only trouble they'll have is people you know, enjoy sitting where they have for, for potentially 10, 15, even more years than that. Um, but I think it's something that would really benefit us and it would go hand in hand with the way the clubs turned around. You know, I think Blue Action were, again, instrumental in helping put pressure on Marcus Evans to, you know, we're always sort of seen as sleepy Suffolk and not necessarily you know, being progressive in challenging things and maybe we let it go on a little bit too long the Marcus Evans regime you know without being truly questioned and they played a part in that but it'd be nice to see it go full circle for Blue Action to not almost be rewarded you know the club you know their supporters the club doesn't owe them anything but their dedication to you know what their their mission has been um since they started it'd be really nice for them to have a section which people could join and for it to grow um whether that be in the north stand i know there's talk of cobbold block a which is at the top of the cobbold i think maybe i, I can see the cobbold being the standard that game changer look to you know renovate if they're going to do an expanded attendance because as we've seen on twitter today or or yesterday as, as you, you're probably watching this We've only got seven tickets left for Saturday's game, so we're going to need some more seats if we keep um, up this sort of level of performance if we get promoted. So it'd be good to see a whole new section for, you know, Blue Action to move into to make their own. And, you know, whether that's safe standing or not, that's another whole argument. So it'd be good to see them be kind of rewarded for all their efforts. And, yeah, 
build sort of an expanding vocal group of supporters who can help drive the atmosphere up. Because the thing that frustrates me about the North Stand, that has kind of changed now that they've segregated the upper and the lower. You'd get quite a big group of people singing and chanting on the concourse before the game. And then you get up into the stand and there's nothing. Like it's, I don't know what happens. Whether they, they kind of tire themselves out and they have to give them sort of fifteen minutes to, to get back going again, or I don't know. But yeah, um, yeah, it would be great to see a singing section, and I really hope Blue Action, you know, are able to make that happen with the help of the club. Yeah, definitely. Some of those displays they've done this season have been unbelievable. Even last year, some of them have been unbelievable. And I know, um, you, of course, you're wearing a Fortuna Dusseldorf um, yeah. shirt. Of the, the Fortuna fans, um, Blues, are coming to the game this weekend. I think the Norwegian branch as well. I know the Southwest yeah. branch, I think they're, they're bringing a good 30 or 50 people Fort- as well. Fortuna got a massive flag. I don't know yeah, whether they're going to get it in the ground, but it looks oh. ginormous. Yeah. I don't know whether that's making an appearance. I'd love it to see it, but we'll, we'll have to wait and see. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, yeah, I'm looking forward to this weekend. As you said, you know, it will be a sellout. Plymouth are bringing a lot of fans as well. It's going to be a great atmosphere. And uh, Ben, unfortunately, my friend, you're not going to be able to be there because you're all the way in Australia. But um, what's your thoughts on you know atmosphere and what, what's it like watching on iFollow and all that sort of stuff? Do you get the opportunity to hear some of the atmosphere with the cameras and the, the audio? Do you get any of that? Yeah, I'm very jealous I can't be there on Saturday. But um yeah, sorry, it's a motorbike going off in the background. Um I yeah, it would be it'd be very nice. Um sorry, the audio. The motorbike's throwing me off. Um the, the audio the audio I don't find is good on iFollow. I don't know if that's the, the, the microphones I've got around the ground. You can obviously you can hear the North Stand. I find it when they do sky games or even on the, the FA Cup game on this weekend, we've got they they show the games on Paramount Plus over here. That sounded really good. I'm not sure if that was because the North Stand had moved or Section Six sorry had moved centrally, um, but it, it fifteen thousand in there sounded so much better on TV. Um, I I think I mean obviously I don't go to games. I haven't been in the North Stand ever, but I think moving it centrally does make a lot more sense because I, I hear stories on Twitter and and everything that. Sometimes there's two different sections singing as well in the North Stand. They're singing different songs. Now it would be hard. And also, I think if they're centrally, it would be easier to get other stands involved too. Um, you know, just from just from experiences of being at games over here, like um, I go to a, fair, a few Sydney FC games, at least in the past, and they've got their, their singing sections called The Cove, um, and they get both sides of the stadium singing as well. Um, and that creates a really good atmosphere when it's, when it's a good crowd. So I think in the middle it does make a lot more sense, but obviously it's hard because you've got fans that have sat in that section for so long, probably don't want to move. Um, so that's going to be difficult long term. I can see why it's a difficult one for the club, but it does make a great difference, I think, having them more centrally. Yeah, well, we shall see what happens. But um, yeah, if you if you're you know, get involved in that survey. I know Blue Actions put it online. Get involved and uh, share your thoughts and all that sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, looking forward to this weekend because, um, yeah, having other different branches, other fans coming in and yeah, a sellout. I'm sure there'll be a few town fans who will go into their, their first game maybe as well. You know, some of the young kids and other people who may have not gone for a long time. I keep seeing people posting and say, this is my first season ticket in 10 years because they're excited about the future and everything like that, which is great. And Ben, I want to quickly bring you in again, my friend, just quickly. Um, as an overseas fan, what is your sort of go-to sort of match day? Because as you know, you, you watch games sometimes at 2am, sometimes you have to watch on a replay, but, you know, it's, it's crazy. Sometimes some fans, they do have to wake up really early hours in the morning to watch a game. Yeah, I mean, these days it's it's all over the place. I've got kids, so watching games live is difficult. But back in the day, like, and we're going back before I follow, I, I used to listen to all the games on BBC Radio Suffolk. So... Um, when I could, I'd stay up. I'd basically just stay up all night or till like four o'clock in the morning. So, but I could sleep in. <laughs> so that was good. But but nowadays, yeah, a lot of it's just watching it on iFollow. I don't watch many of the, I don't watch many live games, particularly Saturday games, because uh, this time of year it's 2 a.m. kickoff. So I don't get up. So I, I tend to find, I, I always find out the score and then I'll watch it on replay. Um, yeah, if it's a really big game, I'll watch it live like this weekend. Or sometimes I'll try and avoid finding out the score as well. So there's not there's not really a routine as such. It's just watch the game whenever I can. 
unlike fans back there, I do like the early kickoffs. I'll be honest, because that's obviously early for us. Like the Plymouth game early in the year, I'm pretty sure was that was on Sky. I'm pretty sure that was a midday kickoff back there, which yeah. was nine eight nine p.m. here. That was really nice. So that that's good for us here in Australia, because um, go to bed at eleven o'clock. So I, you know, I, I guess obviously people don't like the games being moved over there, but for us, it's brilliant. So I, I love that. So unlike fans in England, I love it when Sky moves the games yeah. forward. So um, it does suit some people. Yeah. yeah, sometimes I may think of that in the future. Just, just that one. I'm happy for one game a season to be moved to a midday, just for 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 the Australian fans and other fans around the world. Maybe just that one yeah. time, Mark. I know there's times, Mark, we're like, oh, for God's sake, Sky. We, of course, we always hate yeah. it, but we yeah. just maybe think they've both been Plymouth and Exeter. I know. Stupid, so yeah. just pick someone really. Fu- if it's Peterborough, that's fine. I don't mind. <laughs> yeah, or Cambridge, but not, just like the two furthest games. Yeah, it must be a bummer for guys over there to get up. So early in the morning and yeah, get travel to the game. This is what a six, seven hour trip, is it? Yeah, that's six hours. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, it is good for us. But obviously, yeah, I can understand the fans' frustration. But it also goes the other way. Games get pushed back. Like the who did we play in the second round of the cup? Was it Buxton? Buxton, Yeah, that got that got pushed back. That was like three o'clock in the morning here, I think. Yeah, or or four o'clock. So that's even later. But it works both ways. So. Yeah, the, the wonderful, you know, technology these days, though, with iFollow and everything. I know iFollow gets a bit of stick sometimes, but I think people can now watch games live, um, you know, in different angles and stuff. It well, is, it's thing. To... Sometimes it can be a bit not so good, but it's yeah. better than nothing. Yes. So, you know, I'll Very take true. that any day of the week. Yeah, yeah. It's improved a lot over the years. Yeah. Ben must be the only fan that Andy Holt doesn't like because he's a legitimate iFollow fan. We've got... <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I mean, by the sounds of it, we've got a lot of overseas fans. I think we did from Portsmouth, didn't we? we had a ridiculous amount of I follow passes. There was a lot of holidays going in that week. It seems. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we've got a few. At least we've got a legitimate I follow fan. There's over quite here. a few over here, to be fair. Quite a few fans, fans over here and in New Zealand. So, yeah, do we need the Australian a... branch as well over for Saturday? That's what we need. Yes, yeah. that would be nice. One day. <laughs> One, one day, day. Yes. I like that. Yes. Or one day, you never know. With the money we've got now, they may do an Australian tour. You never know. You know, they may fancy it. You know, maybe I after think... America. Yeah, America needs to be done first. And then... I heard that yeah. um, was it. Brett Johnson was going to buy Central Coast Mariners. Um, so if they come over here, that would be great. That's not oh, that be... only an hour up the road from here. So I'll be there in a heartbeat. Definitely bring it on, bring it on. Hopefully one day. You never know, ladies and gentlemen. You never know. Um, all right then. Let's get on to the strike then, boys. It's time for Ben and Mark to go head and head to head. Can't speak. Um, to see who's going to be crowned. I'm excited. My words just don't work when I'm excited because, yeah, the strike is, of course, the, the pinnacle of this podcast as the Ben and Mark go head to head. We've got four questions plus a tiebreaker as always. Ben, I'm, I'm sure you've watched this and listened to this throughout I'm the years. I'm very much looking forward to the strike. I just hope that I don't get thrashed too much by Mark. Yeah, Mark is good. Mark is good. Yes. But we shall see. You never know. Beginner's luck and all that. We'll, we shall see. Um, first question is on George Hurst, obviously, because he signed. Um, now, George Hurst has played in which country? So he's um, had a little tr- um, time away in uh, a country. Um, is it Belgium, Holland or Sweden? So a little after leaving Leicester, he went out and signed for a club. Um and then he got he returned to England pretty sharp. He spent one season on um on a permanent deal in this country, Belgium, Holland, or Sweden. I'm just double checking actually what the answer is because I don't actually remember now. Um, let me just double check. Um, I think I know what it is, but I just want to just in case. Yeah, three goals and 22 appearances. Yeah, I know it's not. Yeah, I haven't bracketed the answer. All right, boys, what do you reckon? Then Ben, Mark, what do you reckon? Belgium. Yeah, I've gone Belgium as well. It is Belgian. Um, uh, the team is Levine. Someone called Levine. I won't try to pronounce it. Pretty sure he mentioned that in his interview with the club, so that's how I remembered. Oh, like it. Look at that. Always remember. Them sort of nuggets, always remember. You never know. You may need it for a strike. So there we go. Um, now, big thing is, question two is on Nathan Broadhead. Um, so 1-1, one, one, question one. Of course, everyone listening at home, play at home, get involved. Um, but yeah, question two. Nathan Broadhead was born in Wales, but where? Was it Banger, Newport, or Wrexham? So yeah, Nathan Broadhead. Um, 
born in Wales. He's uh, won a few caps for Wales youth level. 21s on 2019, 17s. Will he ever one day play for the senior team? And you never know, he may do. If he plays well for us, he's only 24. Right, boys, what do you reckon then? Banger. Yeah, I've got no idea. I've got Newport. Newport. Uh, you, one of you are all correct, and that is Mark. It is Banger. Um, I, feel, I feel like I've kind of not cheated, but I've had an advantage there because. We've got Tom Baines and Harvey Davis, who are ones from Newport and ones nearish Wrexham. I felt like they probably would have mentioned yeah, that he's a Newport boy or a Wrexham boy. So I kind of yeah. went with the one that wasn't there. Fair play. Sorry, I ben. like it. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's, it's still got a chance here. Question three is on a goalkeeper who's retired recently. Brian Murphy, um, recently retired from football. I don't know if you guys remember him. Back in the day, yeah, um, love the camera the save he did. He loved the yeah. camera. Wasn't a great keeper, but loved the camera save. Yeah, just um, just twenty five games in total for town. Of course, he he, he I think Jim Jilton must have signed or no, I think no, I think Roy King signed him. If he, he played for two years at the club, twenty five games in total. How many clean sheets did he keep um, in twenty five games for town? Twenty five games. You said he weren't the greatest keeper, but did he keep a good amount mm, of saves? He might have been better than I thought. You never know. You never know. Of course, um, Ben, it's an opportunity for you to get two points here if you get it bang on. Mm. But Mark can also can get it bang on and he can get two points. But closest to the correct answer gets the point. Um, so take it away when you're ready, boys. 25 games, how many clean sheets? Brian Murphy. Best of luck in your retirement. Six, three. Three. Ooh. Well, no one's got a bang on, but it is actually eight clean sheets. So Mark has oh, made good. it 3-1. Yeah, three, not mm. too bad at all. Not too bad. Uh, 8 and 25 games, not too bad. Um, sadly, um, Ben, the last question isn't a multiple cho- um, is a multiple choice, so you can't get double the points. Um, so sadly, Mark has... No, not sadly. No. Mark, well, no, Mark, you've won, but there is <laughs> a tiebreaker. It's kind yeah. of... Yeah, but it's always nice when we get to the tiebreaker. Yeah, when we get to the tiebreaker. I wasn't about winning for me. I'm just happy to be here. But you never know, mate. You could Mark could gamble on the tiebreaker and you could get the tiebreaker right and you win the whole thing. But let's get to question four. Let's see um, if you can get um, a consolation. Um, Now, what is Jason DeVos's middle name? Um, He celebrates his birthday this month. Is it Daniel, Michael, or Richard? Once again, just going to double check this <laughs> um, because um, I did have the answer on me, but I've got, I've got a new laptop, I've got a new work laptop here at um, Kings of Anglia, and um, all my stuff has just been removed. And I don't know where I put it, but um, yeah, Jason DeVos. What what sounds better, Jason, Daniel DeVos, Jason, Michael DeVos, or Jason, Richard DeVos? Keep there. I've also, by the way, I also googled like Canadian players. And they came up like Daniel, Michael, and Richard just to see, you know, try to keep it Canadian. Um, like DeVos is that's a solid name, isn't it? I love to be like DeVos, my last name. That's, that's just I like that. That suits him. Ross DeVos. That's a good. Oh, that's a great name. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm calling you that from, from now until the end of time. There we go. Ross DeVos. Ross DeVos. I'll take that. I like that. I'll change my uh, my Twitter handle and everything. That is my name going forward. <laughs> That's my name going forward. But um, what is Jason DeVos's middle name then, boys? What do you reckon? Michael. Yeah, I went Michael as well. So. You're both wrong, though. It's actually Richard. Jason Richard DeVos. So there we go. Happy birthday, good old Jason. Um, he had his birthday on the 2nd of Jan, so it's a belated birthday. But he's 49 years of age now, Jason. He's got his, he's got his big, big, big 50 next uh, next year. So um, big up, Jason DeVos. Um, now, Mark, you've won overall. Well done. Tiebreaker time. You going to gamble? Yeah. The fun hasn't stopped yet, obviously. <laughs> when the fun stops, stop. But I'll gamble. The fun hasn't okay. stopped yet. We'll keep going. Okay, then. Well, the next question, of course, now you could win this, Ben, if you, of course, get it bang on. <laughs> And um, Garrett Williams celebrates his um, birthday this month. Um, of course, a man from the, the 90s, the Welshman. And he actually won some caps for Wales. But how many caps did he win for Wales from 1998 to 1996? Eight years, he had a spell of winning a few caps for Wales. Uh, how many caps did he win? You mean 1988? 
tonight. Yes, so, sorry, sorry, my bad, my bad, my bad. <laughs> it, it is there for me to read, but uh, yeah, I just, I just ignored it. I ignored it. So yeah, got 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 to help the listeners because I'm I'm sure the people watching this, but there will be also listeners in their cars thinking, what what you say there, Ross? What, what's the question? So how many caps did Garrett Williams win for Wales from 1988 to 1996? Ben has to get it bang on to the champion. Uh, what, what are you going for, Mark? As Ben has a little think. Oh, okay. I have no idea. It's probably well undersold. Twelve. Okay. Sorry, I was a bit slow there. It was my era, but I was a bit young, so um, I've gone twenty-two. Two. Well, someone is very close. They're one off. It's thirteen. Oh. oh. Well done. So Mark could have been. I just, I just thought Wales aren't very good. They didn't play many. They didn't play World Cup games, did they? No. Or no, Euros games, so. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, 13, 13 caps, zero goals. Um, I'm trying to think. I'm just trying to... No, I can't give you any more. Uh, no, it just says it's on his Wikipedia. He played 13 times. I was hoping I was going to show him like his debut for Wales against whatever team, but it isn't. But there we go, Mark. Um, well done. I'll go over to Ben first, though, quickly. Uh, your thoughts on taking your, your first attempt at the strike yeah it's great I, I was looking forward to the strike I, I knew I probably wouldn't do that well but no I was just happy to participate I couldn't win anyway you couldn't get the trophy over here so yeah true well, I don't know but no it's, it's, it was great so I was obviously up against a great opponent in Mark but uh, no all good very much enjoyed it Tom man well Mark uh, well done my friend never win on the strike speech as always um, just another day at the office I always bring that one out don't I uh, no uh, yeah, pleasure to have a new opponent, um, a new victim. I, mean, no I might get a list going. Get a new <laughs> list going. Um, no, it's just the way they fall. It's a lot of it is just. I I find with the like numbers, it's just maths. You kind of you go. They they were crap, or if they were good, and then you just go. Well, they weren't. They probably well. They left the strikers like well. They're probably like nearly one in two. Yeah, just do it like that. And you know, well, Brian Murphy was pretty crap, but he did better than I thought. To be fair, yeah, yeah. he did do it right. Yeah. He did it right. Um, but yeah, to end the strike here, um, yeah, all the best in your retirement, good old Brian Murphy. Um, there we go. I think he's now a goalkeeper and coaching at Waterford, which um, of course John Walters is now got. He's got a, a new job with Fleetwood slash Waterford, which is great. You know, it's great. Yeah. So um, sorry, Brian, there. I didn't mean to call you crap if you're watching. <laughs> no, you never know. You never know, mate. Out of nowhere, yeah, you get a comment from Brian Murphy going, "Why'd you call me crap?" You know, I love my time at town, yeah. uh, but there we go. That's you know, bring, let's better than Aaron Lee Barrett. There we go. Yeah, I'm not so sorry to him. Oh, now Aaron Lee Barrett's going to complain. There no, we go. I'm not, he's I'm he's, not so he's sorry to him, mate. That's fair play. It's fair play. There we go. All right, then, boys. Well, let's move on. Do I say it? Cool. We froze. Are we back? Slightly. It was so big. Like, <laughs> it was such a big game. I thought you'd building it up massively. No, for some reason, my internet has gone weird for a second there. I think we're back, though. Um, I think I just, yeah, I'm just waiting for that expense. It's a big game. <laughs> Ross? Oh, do I, I don't know what to do here. That's a big game. Do I take over? I don't know. Yes, we just say big game and do the count. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, he's gone. gone. It's just me and you. Um, okay. Right, we're taking over. You're back in the host chair. Yeah. <laughs> right, shall we? We'll carry it for a bit. Um. Oh, you're back. Am I back? I don't I think know what's so. going. is going mad. Ben, I'm sorry. Sorry, first ever start. No, all good. Get me bad. I know bad technology's like. Yeah, definitely. Um, I hope I'm back. Um, sorry for the technical difficulties, everybody. Um, but big game this weekend, isn't it, boys? Plymouth at home. Uh, <laughs> top of the league, Plymouth. Um, yeah, as always, hot takes and all that. But, Mark, what's your thoughts going into this one? We've had some big games this season already, haven't we? Like, there's been, you know, Sheffield Wednesday, you know, Derby and all that. But this one is, it feels a bit different because, you know, we, we want to revenge Plymouth for the home park game. But it's going to be a massive crowd and it's, it's got to be a statement for us to get a win because we're now, I wouldn't say we're chasing, but we, we need to make sure we're not dropping any more points. Yeah, I, I probably think most people would say season defining. I wouldn't put all that weight on this one game. I'd say season 
impacting more than anything where it's the result of this game kind of decides not not necessarily because a lot can change but probably where we're looking if we win or don't get beat you're still sort of in that top two hunt i would say if you lose although it's not impossible to catch plymouth up i'd say you're kind of trying to fend off third and trying to nick second from sheffield wednesday then um but yeah i mean make no bones about it, it is a a big game. I don't know if you, if that counts towards your counter, um, but it is a big game. That's two. Um, yeah, and I think I, I really like Plymouth. Um, I think you know it's going to be a really good game of football between two sides that you know play attractive attacking football, which you don't always see at this level. Um, you know they've obviously had a little bit of unfortunate circumstances where. You know, Whitaker's gone back, and where he ends up, we'll we'll wait and see whether he, you know, whether we do put a cheeky bid in later on. I don't know, um, but it's just more important that he's not playing for them because he's been so, you know, influential for all their success this season. Um, but that doesn't take away from the rest of their team. You know, they've got a very good team. Sort of three other good strikers: Hardy, Ennis, and Cosgrove have all chipped in well. Um, I think Finn Azaz is back, who was really good at the start of the season. Michael Cooper, great keeper. You know, you can, I could keep going on. And they've strengthened as well in January to try and cover the, the loss of Whitaker. They've kind of brought in a few players to try and spread the, you know, the goals about and the influence that he brings. Um, but we'll see, you know, it's, it's going to be a, a really tough game for us. Um, like I said, I don't think it's necessarily season over if we, if we lose this game. Obviously, we don't want to. Um, I'd love to see us, you know, go out there and, make a real statement because it's very Ipswich for us not to do that you know we, we presented with these opportunities we don't always grasp them with both hands but hopefully the Hurst and Broadhead can can make an impact from the bench it would be amazing if you know they both came on and, and scored that would be wonderful um, hot takes what should we go for I'd love to know if anyone had a bet on Freddie Ladapo scoring against both his former teams in consecutive games that's quite a Interesting take. I'd like to see him score. Um, that would probably, you know, be a little bit of a a message and a a marker laid down to George Hurst. It's like, well, you've come in, but I'm still scoring goals. You've got to dislodge me from the team. That would be quite nice to see. But no, what we go hot takes. Mm. Well, if you want, mate, have a little think, and I'll go over to Ben. Yeah, let's ben have a little bit of chat, and we'll go back to hot takes. Yeah, we'll go back to hot takes to end the pod. But I uh, bet Ben. Big game. <laughs> uh, how are you feeling? You know, all the what? Yeah, yeah, you heard a big, big game. Um, but yeah, Plymouth. Fair play to them. Fair play to Plymouth. Um, you know, done really well. Did really well last year. I put them down as dark horses last year, and everyone laughed at me. But then they just missed out on the playoffs. But this year they've been fantastic once again. You know, your thoughts on them as a whole and the game? It's gonna be. It's a big game. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think they're gonna fall off like they did last year. I know they started. Not as well last year, but they did very well and then did kind of tail off. But I think they've done a lot better business by the looks of it. They've, they've got five new signings in the window, I wrote down so far. So they're obviously going hard, you know. And I, I think that, it, I mean, if they win this game, top two is almost not short up, but certainly be hard for them not to, not to make the top two, I think. Um, and from our point of view, obviously it's not a must lose, but. If we do lose it, then top two is not out of the question, which probably means we can't go up as champions. But main thing is just going up. But now Plymouth are a very good side. Um, you know, they've got two two um, Norwich loanies in their team, so they'll be fired up. I know, is it Mumba? He had a great game against us last he time. Did. What a great goal. Um, and they've got uh, Early or Early, I probably pronounced that wrong, as well on loan as well. So he'll... You know, he'll probably be fired up, massive crowd. So they're a very good side. I mean, they've got a very good midfield up front. They always score goals. Got a great keeper in Cooper. He made that incredible save to deny Walton in the last game. So they're a great team. But I think, you know, like McKenna said in his his post-match today, um, it's just about us, really. Like Plymouth will say the same thing for them. It's about them. For us, it's about us. We play our own game. I think... Obviously, in previous years, big games, we've struggled. It's intimidated the players. I think this is different. I don't know why. I just think that this could be a, a game where it's a big turning point going forward. 
Um, we're going to hopefully have plenty of big games next season in the championship. And uh, yeah, I, I hopefully they don't get overawed and yeah, we win really. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully my friends. Well, um, Mark, out of time now, hot take slacks prediction. I want you, I want your prediction as well. You've got to put a marker down. What you get, what are you saying? Oh, that probably is the hot take. Maybe. Um, I think I've got a back town. I'm going to say 2-1. And my hot take will be Hurst and Broadhead both to score. I don't know how hot that is, but um, yeah, we'll, we'll go for that. I like um for me, I love to see like a new signing score on their debut. I love I love debut goal scorers. It's always just it's just a nice feeling, isn't it? And um for them to make a debut in a much a very big game, um, that would be great as well. Like a winner as well, like a winner. Uh, that, that that's my hot take, maybe, yeah. Hurst, yeah, Hurst. Because as I said, I wasn't that excited when he signed, but I'll get more excited if he scores on his day, come off the bench and scores yeah. a win. So that is my hot take, ladies and gentlemen. Ben, over to you, my friend. Uh, hot take. Predict something you think could happen, but you want to happen. But no, that's not how you say it. Yeah, hot take. Yeah, I've gone I've gone for a very out there hot take. I figured, you know, first time on, I'm in Australia. It's a very hot summer. So I, I think we'll win 2-1. But my hot take is Janoi Dinassian to score, finally. Ooh. He's got to score eventually. Um, I always thought if I come on this pod that I'd tip him to score. So why not? Probably won't happen, but you know, um, you know, late, late winner, front of the north stand, Ooh. you know, shirt off, you know. I, yeah. But you know, the main thing is we win. I, I think we'll win two one. Um, I think it'd be hard to keep a clean sheet, but I think we'll win. I like it. I like it. Yeah, like Janoy Dinash, like he just doesn't get enough positions, does he, Mark? Really, you know, to, to score really a goal. In that game, didn't he? I swear he had a shot. He did actually. Oh, the yeah. team like Raven, the guy blocked it, didn't it? The guy looks like Van Dyke. Can't yeah. remember. Longwick, Long, Long, Long yeah. what his name is. Yeah. 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 The only other time I remember him nearly scoring was it Morecambe away? Yeah. Well, yeah, it was. Yeah. So that, I don't know how that did not go in. They called no. it. How the hell game that day? did. That was last season. Yeah. Was, so I yeah. think, yeah. Yeah. He doesn't, doesn't, again, yeah, going back to earlier point, that's probably why I'll, I maybe want someone a bit more attacking. But yeah, yeah I'll probably get yeah. penalties for saying that. <laughs> well, yeah, once again, I, you know, I do like JD. He's consistent. He's solid. Um, but I do want, I, I like him to score a few goals because yeah, he's nearly get to a hundred appearances and he hasn't scored. It's like Cole Scoot, really, isn't it? You know, Cole yeah. Scoot went a long time without a goal, and when he did finally score, people made t-shirts. So I think that'd be the same maybe with Janoy. And if Janoy can score this weekend, that'd be a great hot take, Ben. And you'll you'll come on every podcast after that because. <laughs> Hopefully, you know, we'll score every time you, you say, yeah, he's going to score. That's the hot take. Probably won't happen, but who knows, you know. He's going to score one day, hopefully. Hopefully one day. Because I think he yeah. scored once in his whole career, I think, if I, if I remember. Mm. I think it was for somebody. I think it was for Akraton or something. Um, I'm just going to double-check this, ladies and gentlemen, because it's always good to know. But the amount of games he's played, I think he scored one goal in his whole career. Yeah, 308 games he's played. He scored one goal, and that was Ak- Akraton in League Two. Um, so that's a long, long time about a goal. He's due a second. He's due a second at some point. <laughs> there we go. We shall see. Uh, well, Mark, Ben, it's been a pleasure. It's been a great podcast. But as always, any other business, Ben, it's been great to have you on. Any other business, you're, you're, uh, my friend. You um, you sent me a great picture over um, of you being a mascot back in the 90s. <laughs> you know, that, that's great. It's sort of, sort of nice, you know, open going into this game in terms of you're a mascot and you're on the podcast for the first time. Surely a town win this weekend. Yeah, mascot against Plymouth way back in 1992 before you guys were probably born, I'm sure. But, um, you know, yeah. hopefully uh, hopefully this game, well, it will be a better game than that game was way back then. It was a rather boring game from what I remember. But we won, and that's the main thing. And it was a promotion year. So I think they're, you know, they're good omens. You know, we went up that year, hopefully go up this year, fingers crossed. Um, but no, thanks for having me on, Ross. It's been it's been absolutely wonderful. So hopefully I haven't um, disgraced myself too much. Um, and um, yeah, it's, thanks for having me on. Tom, man, now it's been a pleasure, my friend. It's always great to get more voices on the podcast and just be like Ben Everybody. Get in contact with me on WrestleMedia UK um, to get involved. Be on the fan social. Be on game day. If you're going this weekend, 
come over and have a chat and um, for future game days and fan socials, get involved. Uh, Mark, it's always a pleasure, my friend. Any other business? Um, not really, really. Just a pleasure to be on with uh, yourself. And yeah, good to be on with another debut hunt, which is Ben. Um, pleasure to put a name or face to a name, I should say, someone I've known on other circles on Twitter and other whatnot. It's good, always good to actually speak to someone that you've probably interacted with on social media. Um, yeah, I think it's a big game on uh, Saturday. If you can't get up for that, um, you know, there's something wrong with you, really, if you're an Ipswich Town fan. I think if you're getting down to Portman Road, you know, enjoy the day beforehand and bring your best singing voice. And, yeah, if you're not, your voice isn't hoarse by the end and hopefully you've got a big smile on your face because we've won, um, that is what Saturdays are all about. So, yeah, I can only... You know, as much as I believe in this team, I can only hope and pray like we all are. Probably, arguably the biggest game for, well, probably since the 2015 playoffs, really, for us. So, yeah, um, just, yeah, bring your singing voices, really. That's all I could say. Um, that's all I can offer. But, yeah, thanks for having us on again, Ross. And, yeah, come on town. Yes, come on town. Bring it on. I'm looking forward to this weekend. Um, as always, um, support our sponsors at Manscape. Use the code uh, KOA for twenty percent off and free delivery. And of course, if you want the goats of marketing, use Ginger Pickle. Um, good old Tony Southgate doing some great work there. And uh, yeah, enjoy the game if you're going. If you're not, follow the game with us. It's a big game, ladies and gentlemen. Bye bye for now. <laughs>